Uh, we are in the uh, last hour of the uh, podcast. I think we're just going to talk a little politics. We haven't talked politics for a long time, and Stu and I were just talking about the presidential election and what's going to happen and all the things that have to happen and where people are, and I, I think we should include you in that conversation. It was, uh, at least it was interesting to me to hear Stu's point of view. 45 seconds. And, of course, he was riveted by my point of view. <laughs> I have no other reaction to any of your views other than no. rivetation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> rivetation. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't Absolute. know it was mm-hmm. rivetation. Didn't know Absolute it was Absolute and complete rivetation. Mm-hmm. Is that why sometimes you just look down like you're frozen and you don't you don't seem to <laughs> like that? Is that is that because you your whole body's gone into rivetation? All right, final. It's extreme rivetation, Glenn. I can only yeah. be cured by a physician. All right, final hour coming up. I think everybody at CNN should wear a body cam, Uh, not just the police. I think everybody at CNN needs to wear a body cam before they go into receivership. We'll give you a quick update on that. Also, some positive news on the impact that you are having all around the country. And it is massive. You're not going to hear about it anywhere. We're also going to tell you a little bit about the podcast that is released today. Uh, for Blaze subscribers, and Saturday, one of the most important bod- uh, podcasts. I'm just thinking, it may be the most important podcast I have done in the series of podcasts. Uh, it's with James Lindsay. It is a must-see. We'll talk about that coming up in just a second. Also, the election coming up. Who's going to run for president? Who has the balls, if not Trump? Who has the balls to clean house? And would he be able to do it if he did win? We go there in 60 seconds. So do we have the CNN body count? How come the body count is not, the counter is not on the screen yet? Uh, We need to to have that body count if we can. Uh, We'll talk about that some more here in just a second. Uh, First, let me tell you about my pillow. You know that terrible feeling you have when you wake up in the morning, you realize I'm having a terrible night's sleep and I'm going to have to get up in just a little while. Yeah. Nothing worse. I don't remember really what that's like uh, because I'm I'm honestly using the MyPillow tools of sleep. I'm sleeping on my pillow. I actually am. I'm not just saying people ask me all the time. You just saying that? Yes, I guard my credibility carefully, except when I tell you to go out and buy something craziness 
Uh, their sheets are the best, and right now they're on sale. Their Giza Dream Sheets. It is the world's best cotton. I'm not just saying that. Everyone knows Egyptian cotton, Giza cotton, the best cotton in the world. Really durable, extra soft, breathable, 60% off. These sheets, best sheets I've slept on, as low as $39.99. That is a great deal. MyPillow.com. Look at the radio listener specials. Check out the flash sale going on right now. Enter the promo code Beck. It's MyPillow.com, 800-966-3117. All right, you sick, twisted freak. Well, it's snowing up a storm here in Dallas. Uh, we're at our homes. Stu is at his home. I am uh, in my art studio. Uh, and uh, I'm just looking out of the windows, and it is coming down. Like, I don't think I've seen it come down in, in Texas before. It's got to be global warming or cooling or climate change. It's got to be, don't you think, Stu? There's no other explanation for this. None no, I mean, whatsoever. I've, I've seen you arrive several times at our studios uh, in an SUV, and this is you doing this. You've done this to us. Oh, my gosh. Uh, strangely, I don't feel bad. I like the snow. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> so we're at home, and uh, Stu and I, we were just talking to Nikki Haley about China, and I think people are misinterpreting, and uh, honestly, I did. Um, when you read her USA Today article, it says, congratulations, Olympic athletes, go and have a good time. Well, that's not really the message. The message is um, it's a surveillance state. They have different <laughs> laws, and you violate, and they said they will prosecute under the Chinese laws. Um, you know, don't bring your phone. You know, it's, she's basically saying this is a this is a really, really bad totalitarian state uh and we shouldn't be there i asked her should we have gone you're not for us going she's like absolutely not um and it is time for all of us to start calling china for what it is it's an evil empire you know how did we yeah. defeat russia we called it what it was an evil not the people the the government is an evil empire period we had an axis of evil that people might remember as well. It never was about the people who lived there. It's about the government and, and the, you know, so many of uh, the higher ups in those countries. Right. And, you know, look, there are, as you know, Glenn, they usually people who write op eds don't write the headlines. There are good headlines and bad headlines. That one seems like a yeah. pretty bad one. I mean, she basically said that she was out ahead of this for and had been publicly advocating for us to boycott the Olympics completely long ago. Uh, but it is important if these athletes are going to go, that they should be aware that they're walking into a place where their privacy is does non-existent and that their lives are at risk at some level. I mean, if the Did, things go poorly, they, this could happen and uh, they should be protecting themselves. Didn't um, Donald Trump have a good relationship with Nikki Haley, right? They got along really well for a while. Yeah, I think they've had their ups and downs. <laughs> what what happened at yeah, the end? Was it January 6th that happened at the end? Uh, you know, because um, I get the impression I, I, he's trace it back because she was <laughs> she was pretty. Uh, if you remember going way back, she was pretty very anti uh, Trump in the uh, primaries, wound up getting on board and joining the administration. They've battled back and forth. I believe around January 6th, she was uh, critical. But I I could be wrong in that she's talked about not running for president if uh, Trump does run. 
Now, these no, things can, we know can be rescinded at any moment. Uh, I know. But, uh, you know, I, that that whole thing is going to turn into a, a, a very amazing next couple of years. Can we be honest about January 6th? Um, Donald Trump didn't move and handle that well for about an hour, hour and a half. Um, he should have gotten on immediately when he saw it and said, this is an abomination and stop it right now. This is not who we are. Stop it. Um, and that, I mean, that was a big turning point for a lot of people. They thought, what are you doing? But at the same time, I say that I can completely understand him as a man, not the president, but him as a man going, you know what? This whole time they've been lying, they've been smearing, and now they do this. You know, I, you won't convince me that that was a fair election. I'm sorry. It, it just, there was you know, Zuckerberg and everybody else. And we now understand when these, these uh, big, huge corporations said, yeah, we fought hard. We put money into it and everything else. It's because of the Great Reset. I mean, they couldn't have him as president of the United States. I mean, I just think, and they'll do it again to anybody who runs who is going to try to stop the Great Reset. They they are neck deep in it. And who is the guy or who is the person that is going to run that has credibility that could corral this? I mean, I'm not even sure Donald Trump, I think he has the will, but I'm not even sure because of the weenie GOP we have a.k.a. Mitch McConnell, and I think Kevin McCarthy as well. I think he's another one of these dolts. I, I would like to see Thomas Messi. Oh, I'd actually like to see Ron, Ron DeSantis as president because he would have two terms and Donald Trump in 2022, and he'd take this as an insult, but it's not. John Adams did it. Um, he go in as Speaker of the House because <laughs> he would just... Tear it up. It would be fantastic. Can you imagine him in charge of the impeachment powers? You imagine him in charge of investigations? Oh, my gosh. Oh, he'd get to the bottom of it. He'd get to the what bottom. What would we have to talk about on the show every day? I feel like oh, we'd be I know. so short of material. <laughs> that would be I know. amazing. I know. Uh, amazing time. Um, you know, I think that's one of the, the most interesting splits on the right right now. Which is, you know, look, there is always going to be an element that is, you know, more moderate, doesn't like Trump. That that's that part exists, and you know, I don't know what is it, ten to fifteen percent of the GOP probably that's might like a a Larry Hogan or a Liz Cheney uh, type of candidate. Um, but I think the most interesting thing on the right, as far as the presidential candidacy is going right now, is this debate among real Trump supporters who really like Trump. Uh, mm -hmm. and like his presidency and thought he did a great job and will love him forever. However, that debate between do we want Trump to run again or do we want um, uh, do we want another person who would pull that legacy forward without some of the craziness around Trump and how he's going to be treated by the media and everything yeah, else? Yeah, and I don't think if, if they thought Trump would... Um if they thought the media wouldn't do to him and everybody else do to him what they did last time, I think they'd still, they wouldn't be questioning. But I think they're like, it's going to be a circus again. The, we're going to go yeah. through the same thing and they're going to, they're just, they're going to find a way to win. Um, I think that's the sentiment. It's not like they don't like Trump. They liked him, liked his presidency, liked what he did. Um, but, it, you know, 
I, I think they're just like, are, it, will he win? Will he win? Because yeah, we must win. It's been a bit of a hobby of mine over the past few months to, we, we have, you know, the Blaze has every viewpoint that we think center right and on uh, represented. And so we have a lot of different perspectives here and we talk to mm -hmm. them often. And when I, one of my hobbies has been kind of just off, off record, sometimes on shows, but off record a lot of times to just get the view of a lot of people that we run into. A lot mm -hmm. of commentators come through the blaze and people who particularly are really pro-Trump and uh, that love him and thought he had a great presidency and think to themselves, well, do I want Trump or do I want a DeSantis? Do I want someone else? And I would say it's a, it's been about 50-50, um, maybe a little bit leaning towards someone other than Trump uh, of the people that I've talked to, but pretty close to even where people are just like, I love Trump. If, if we could just put him in office right now, if he just walked in and everyone was like, fine right. with it, uh, great. But like the, the hassles that are going to go along with um, and the built-in sort of baggage, yeah, it's going to be yeah, so difficult election. to deal with. Uh, yeah. Maybe another direction to win over some of those people who will never go to Trump might be the right, right way to go. It's an interesting debate. And, and it's if he is the nominee, all of those people will vote for Trump. It's like yeah, none of them totally. are anti-Trump. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're, you right. still have the anti-Trump people who just strangely can't see that his policies were really good. Um, but, uh, you know, they'll always be anti-Trump. Um, uh, but for the most part, if he's the nominee, they will. And he will be the nominee. If he runs, he, if he will be it. the nominee. Yeah. Yeah, if that's where I am it, on this. He will be the if he wants it, yeah. it's his, uh, you know, I mean, look, there's always extenuating circumstances that can pop up, but no one, I don't think there's going to be a, a big challenge uh, from the right that has a chance to win. I think there's a couple, you know, there's a couple little areas that there's vulnerability for Trump uh, in a primary, but he's going to walk in there with a 50 point lead on day one. Now, can you screw that up? Of course, anybody can screw anything up. Anything anybody. can happen. But it's it's going to be really hard, I think, but, for, the, but think for of the GOP primary voter to, to turn on him. The, think of this, Stu. The economy is going to be so bad, so yeah. bad. Um, and who else can walk in and go, well, I fixed it once. I can fix it again, and I will. Good night, everybody. I mean, that's what he his campaign should be. I fixed it once. I know what's wrong. I can fix it again. Just give me the GOP people that I need. People that don't have a problem with a bulldozer. Because I'll fix so it. Good night, everybody. So you're having you're coming in with this strategy, and I don't know if they can take this from you. I don't know if you're offering it for free, but maybe some sort of strategy of make America great again. Is that kind of the thought yeah. you're thinking for trump well no campaign. i just think uh, <laughs> who better to fix the that's the one thing that uh that donald trump uh has in spades is he looks you know people think he is a great businessman whether or not he is and i think he is whether or not he is it doesn't matter that's the perception is reality so people on the right and the left think he's good at business and understands how to build businesses well, that's what America is going to want. And I mean, from the left and the right. I think there's an implicit and, and I don't think it can be explicit, but I think there's an implicit way, a, a lane for a Republican to come in and say, hey, I'll be like Donald Trump without all that stuff you didn't like. You know, hey, suburban housewives, you know, these policies that you like from Trump, but you couldn't stand him or you didn't like X, Y or Z of his platform. I can do this in a in a in a more traditional way 
and you'll get the same so, results without having without all your friends hating you for voting for me. I think I have I, to, look, I'm not I'm not advocating that that viewpoint should be the viewpoint of everybody, but there is a lane there. There are a lot of people who are potential GOP voters who will just never consider Trump, and he might be able to win without them. He's done it before, but it, the pitch there gonna, to I think party bosses will be interesting. He is going to win those Democrats back again. The average democrat that sees what the democratic party has has turned into and quite honestly ron DeSantis, i would love to see as president um and and if trump wins i hope he's the you know president in what would it be 24 vp 28 uh, yeah right, or like vp he, uh, um but that's the, but i that's will the tell you there the only one that has the track record of not giving a flying crap about anything <laughs> and will take on everybody is Donald Trump. And I think when it comes down to it, when people really start to see the Great Reset, the, the ties to the Communist Party in China, all of the stuff that's going on, by 2024, we will have had enough of it. And if he... If I mean, people know he'll kick down the doors. He's done it before, and I think he'll do it again. I'm not sure anyone else has the balls to do what he has done already and will do again. Back in just a second. First, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's the Tuttle Twins books. Look, you are concerned just as I am about what is going on in, in the schools and in our homes. Our kids are being ex educated, if we're lucky, by TikTok. Um, uh, if we're unlucky, they're being educated by a bunch of communists in our schools. They, th this is your responsibility as a parent and a grandparent. And believe me, I really thought my kids would learn more just through osmosis, just from being around me, listening to me, going to speeches, meeting the people they have met. I think in some ways I've failed on my job because they are not as prepared as they should be to be able to fight all of the fights that are in their future. If I had the Tuttle Twins book, maybe it would be different because I could have started with something that I could have read them as stories um, that teach Hayek, that teach Bastiat, that teach Jefferson, that that teach the principles of the free market, a free world, um, our liberty, all of the things that they have to defend. And they can't defend them if they don't know them. So every parent and grandparent should have these books. They are something you can read to your six-year-old, and they have books for young adults all the way between six and young adults. And the kids read them and like them. I should read some of the letters I've gotten from from parents and, and homeschoolers who say, I cannot believe that we were in a supermarket and my six year old was defending the free market system and saying, there's a problem over there, mom. It's crazy. These are great books. Every home should have these. If you have kids, Tuttle Twins, Tuttle Twins, Beck dot com go there now 35 disc 35 discount on all their books they're giving away the activity workbooks at no additional cost tuttle twins com. go there now 10 seconds station id
I know that, Stu, you were probably at the grocery store last night just getting some bread and milk for this giant storm that's coming our way. Um, I don't know if you saw the show last night, but it was with Peter Schweitzer, and it it is jaw-dropping. We went into all of the connections with the chalkboard, and we started with um, big tech. And then the next chalkboard was big business. Then the next chalkboard were, was politics and the political figures. And I didn't know this. In, in his book, he talks about this. Um, but China has an elite capture program. That's what they call it, translated. That's what they call it, Ca- elite captures. And what they are trying to do, and this started in the 90s, was capture all of the elites of America get them to work with or for us, even if they don't know it. Uh, And they do it through bribery, through all kinds of stuff. Oh, we're going to give your business special access to China, et cetera, et cetera. And they have captured our elites. That's why nobody stands against China. That's why these companies won't stand against China, because they've been captured by design. And the, the goal has been to quote, decapitate the elites and their hold over America. So they want to decapitate our government and make it beholden to them. They want to have all of the money from our market, but have all of the business elites and, 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 and their money over in China working for them. And the technology, they have promised these guys, you're going to have access to billions of people for your AI. You're going to be able to have so much information for your machine learning that you won't know what to do with it. And so they've captured those guys. And all of them have this love for authoritarianism. And it's because you have to think differently. You have to think like somebody who is a globalist. You're tired of all these countries having their little laws and you have to do things differently. Can't we just have one world government? So we can get business done. Can't we just loosen some of our ethical standards here in America so we can just do, you know, tests with AI and tests on people so we can get things done? That's their motivation. Don't miss last night's TV show. You can find it on YouTube and on Blaze TV. The Glenn Beck Program. Hmm. All righty. Well, let's talk about LifeLock. Risk versus reward. You hear those words all the time. And when it comes to your personal information, going online without protection of your device is a risk without a reward. Uh, Maybe you'll get lucky. Uh, You know, it's like, honestly, going online is like going to a whorehouse and, you know, not bringing any protection. You know, hey, you might have a good time, but it's pretty risky and uh, the consequence is pretty bad. This could be your financial undoing, could be the end of your credibility. Information, your information is at risk every day. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft. Nobody can monitor all transactions, et cetera, et cetera, because it's everywhere and it's getting stronger every day. But LifeLock is the best in the business of keeping your information uh, safe. And if they find a problem, they will help correct it. They have a whole team of experts. That's that's what they do. 
Promo code is back. Call 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, and get 25% off with your promo code back or lifelock.com. Promo code back, lifelock.com. You can get that show with Peter Schweizer as part of your Blaze TV subscription, blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you have joined us today. Um, I want to I want to talk to you about the the lockdowns that are happening. There is no reason for these lockdowns anymore. We know from Johns Hopkins University, lockdowns have not been effective. The lockdowns were uh, were only what was it two tenths of one uh, percent effective. Um, and you know, maybe that number fluctuates a little bit because it was done over a, you know, April from what February to April or April to June, something like that of uh, 2020. But that's when we were really in full lockdown everywhere. Two tenths of 1%, according to Johns Hopkins university, they're still doing draconian lockdowns and they just started one a couple of weeks ago in, in the uh, district of Columbia. Eric Flannery is one of the co-owners of what's called the Big Board. Uh, it's a uh, sports bar, and they've come out and said, we are not going to check people for their vaccine mandates and their vaccine uh, passports. Well, that got them closed down, and now they are fighting against it, and uh, it's going to get ugly uh, with these guys, and we wanted to talk to Eric. Hi, Eric. How are you? Um, I'm doing well, Glenn. Thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. My brother, Mark, is a really big fan of yours. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. So um, tell me what tell me what happened, because there's a lot of restaurants that aren't checking for vaccine passports and they're not getting nailed. So I think in D.C., the CBS local news did a report here. It's 75 percent noncompliance in the city based on their little on their report. Uh, so, so it is a lot of places. I'm just the only one that publicly said we're going to continue to welcome welcome everybody. Wow. So for telling the truth, you're a criminal. Uh, they most certainly have sent a, a lot of agencies down to the bar. Uh, the uh, Alcohol Administration, they've sent, been down to the bar nine times and removed our liquor license last Friday. And then when we complied with all of their requests, they sent the health department down and they removed our basic business license on Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. So you are completely shut down now? Uh, That is correct. We're not allowed to operate any business in in D.C. uh, simply for welcoming everybody in. Oh, my gosh. I am. I mean, this is this is not America anymore. I don't know what's gonna what it's gonna take to wake people up, but this is not America. This is craziness. Um, so, what is what's happening with court? Well, well, the the crazy thing is, Glenn, that was this was put in by mayoral order. We've had vaccines available in the United States since for over a year now, but somehow our city council couldn't find time to write a law where they wanted to implement something like this. Uh, as far as the courts, I'm working on getting a date with a hearing with the ABRA committee, which is the Alcohol Beverage Regulation Administration here in Washington, D.C., uh, where I will have uh, 
hearing against six people who are appointed by the mail mayor excuse me so uh, they just started this what two weeks ago uh, approximately two weeks ago january 15th is when they started it and i know congress um they're at least the congressmen that i've talked to they can't go out if they haven't been vaccinated they can't go out they say it's total lockdown and most people are just putting up with it you know and making excuses and you know saying well you know uh, you know uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to go get an order from that restaurant and they're not standing up against it and and glenn i'm, I'm not sure why I, I talk with my neighbors i i do and uh most all of them have said hey you have to uh you have just do it eric just do it you have to do this you can't fight you can't win and i i just don't believe that I don't believe that. I don't believe that in the United States of America, we should have laws dictated to us by a single person. We elect well, representatives. They are supposed to represent us. So, you know, it's really interesting, though, is also the way that they are enforcing this, because dictatorships, they pass a lot of laws. So everyone is in violation of something and then they choose how to enforce that. So they will always have something on somebody if they want to silence them. It's fascinating to me that 75% are not asking for vaccine passports, but you just called them out and that's why you're being shut down. That that's, that's evil. That's not America. That's evil. Uh, Glenn, I, I'm a, I'm shocked and amazed at how this process has worked and where and where we have gone. And uh, I'm, I'm not sure why uh, I don't have a vote and why why that why the city council couldn't find time to pass a law. They did find time to pass a law to mandate vaccinations for kids. So I'm guessing that they had enough time to if they wanted us to enforce this to pass a law for that as well. Eric, how can we help you? Uh, Glenn, I, I think this is going to be a long legal fight. I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm going to appeal to people's humanity and and have an idea of, hey, this, is, this isn't right. You guys all know this isn't right. And hopefully the board will vote with me tomorrow. And that would be a, a great, great, great thing. But if that doesn't happen, I plan to pursue every legal matter that I can. And to that end, we have two different fundraising sites that we're using right now. Uh, one is a GoFundMe page for the Big Board DC, and the second one is Give, Send, Go. Everyone is welcome. Uh, this isn't going to be cheap. Um, I don't have a lot of money. I lost two hundred thousand dollars last year. Um, mm. Well, not last, and I'm just trying yeah, to during the pandemic. During yeah. the pandemic, uh, yes. I know it is um, it's outrageous to me what they are doing to small business people. And uh, as small business people, we have to stand together um, because, you know, there's a lot of people that will stand by and whisper. I'm with you. I'm with you. We'll stop whispering it then. Come out and say it. Uh, and the way we can help is by putting our money where our mouth is. Uh, so give me the give me the because I don't want to go to GoFundMe because you know, God only knows what's going to happen if you get the money. Give me the second address of where you're where you're collecting money. It's give send go slash everyone is welcome. Give send send go 
dot com slash everyone is welcome. Thank you. We'll continue to keep up with the story. Um, and I, I would ask, and I will be, and I would ask that others would pray for you. Uh, what time is that meeting tomorrow? I, we haven't said it yet. Uh, so I will, I will be able to get, get all of that information out as soon as I possibly can. I've right. got to, so, got to review some more documents that the government is going to send me, Glenn. Okay. So that happens tomorrow, right? Tomorrow night? Uh, I, I think it's going to happen tomorrow. Um, okay. They, they, they will let me, uh, if we can agree on a mutually different date, if I wanted to push it back, I haven't had a time to review all of the documents that they've sent me. Okay. They just sent me the first part about <sighs> five minutes before I talked with you. Okay. So let, let us know so we can follow when it happened. And I want to talk to you after it happens. All right. Uh, most certainly. Glenn. Thank you very much. I really Thank appreciate you. you having me on. God your show. bless. You bet. Thanks. Thanks. Eric Flannery, co-owner of the big board. So, you know, his co-owner is, is not a, uh, not a, a, a right leaning person, um, is not somebody that I would necessarily agree with. I'm told, I don't know that for sure. I bet we agree on much more than, than anyone thinks. Um, but, uh, he's, he's, he's not somebody who is just this crazy conservative is a guy who's just like, look, we, 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 what are you doing? You can't do this to us. And I, I think it is incredibly important that we all stand up and stand together. There's no reason Again, no reason for a shutdown of, of restaurants now in Washington, D.C. None. None. This is all about power. Back in just a minute. Let me tell you about Goldline. If you, uh, if you heard yesterday's radio podcast, then you know why I am recommending with uh, fresh enthusiasm that you would go and call Goldline. Uh, we are looking at the potential of at least 10% inflation for the next 10 years. That's not me. That is Larry Summers talking to congressman. Um, he's also not a conservative. He said that's baked in bare minimum 10% inflation for the next 10 years. If something like that would happen and, th- and that's as bad as it gets, Remember, real inflation, we're about 15% right now. But if that's as bad as it gets, that means in uh, 10 years, your dollar has 30, 34 cents of buying power. What's that do to you? What's that do to your bank account? Please, I want you to take a moment and think about all that you have worked for, all the things that you have saved. Do you have anything that will hold its value or go up in value should the dollar go down. That has always been gold or silver. Always. Please consider calling Goldline today and find out. They have 6% free metals promotion going on right now for qualifying IRAs. Ask them how you qualify and why it might be right for you. Do your own homework. You're smart enough to figure it out. Goldline. At goldline.com, call them right now at 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. This is the Glenn Back Program. So now the New York Post is talking about the body count 
uh, at CNN and an explanation. What is, do we have our body count number? Uh, uh, how many bodies do we have piling up at CNN, Stu? Well, we have, uh, of course, Andrew Cuomo. Uh, There's related one. related to this, kind of the first one, I would say, when you say uh, right. a, a body count. Then you go into uh, Chris Cuomo. He's gone. Uh-huh. That's two. Okay. Then you have uh, the president of CNN, um, Jeff Zucker, who's now gone right. because of this. And by the way, we should point out Brian Stelter specifically reported today that Chris Cuomo was burning the building down. He was like, "I, you screwed me. Now I'm going to reveal your affair. That's why all this stuff happened uh, yesterday, as we said right after it happened. That, that's being seemingly confirmed by CNN itself. Mm-hmm. So that's three. Then we have uh, the head of the human rights campaign. <laughs> He's gone. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he was helping Andrew Cuomo. You have the head of Time's Up, which is a remarkable one. I mean, really, when you think about it. Incredible. That's five. I feel like you have a couple on the bubble, too. You've got, I mean, Don Lemon's on the bubble. Uh, Don's okay, so let me, let me, let's talk about those. Let me talk about those bubbles because sure. the New York Post is reporting on inside information that it was actually AT&T's lawyers that said, you have to fire um, Zucker because you cannot have a double standard unless you want to pay the $18 million. And AT&T said, we're not paying Cuomo $18 million for this. Um, we were right to fire him. But his attorneys, Cuomo's attorneys, were arguing this happens all the time here. So if that's true, then you'd have to go over and get uh, uh, Tubin and Don Lemon and I think the woman that Zucker was, you know, having sex with. M- making love. I uh, uh, just wanted to clarify. No, that, I think having sex. I, think. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Maybe That place don't. is like a porn movie. It is. It is. It is, it, is, it, is one, it is one place that every time I would touch a button or a wall, I would use that hand sanitizer. <laughs> just saying it's it's apparently a lot more exciting than when we worked there i i don't remember any yeah. of uh any of this stuff going on i apparently maybe it well was. you remember i remember you and jenny most genie most <laughs> genie most yeah, yeah. can't remember I don't her name because think... she's that important but no, no right. that wasn't happening that's not true no that, that was the rumor i was trying to never spread. confirmed glenn never confirmed right, okay. of course right. uh, <laughs> yeah it's it's a strange thing and and it's it's impossibly problematic for them as an organization because and we've seen this with every single one of these big media companies that has been involved in criticizing every person who's fallen to the me too movement some justified some not mm-hmm. and they've been on the forefront of that to so to say how wonderful their standards are. We saw Don Lemon doing it. We saw Chris Cuomo doing it on the air about how perfect they were and how they never made any mistakes and how they were the ones trying to hold these evil people accountable. And then you find out they're all running in the same circles, doing the same stuff. It's not surprising, I suppose, to most people at this point, but it is remarkably damaging to whatever credibility they may have had left. This is an organization that came out and showed you, ran an entire campaign showing you the picture of an apple and how this is, these are, <laughs> this is an apple and no one else wants to, to admit the truth that this is an apple. And they did that and they berated people with that and took this high ground all of this time when they had none of it. 
They, the entire time, they were as flawed or worse than the people they were criticizing. And the problem is, is and I've always said this to you, Stu, if you buy a Rolls Royce and you pay for it, <laughs> um, or let's start with a Volkswagen. You run a Vol buy a Volkswagen and you pay the price of a Volkswagen, but it runs like a Rolls Royce. You're happy. But if you buy a Rolls Royce and it runs like a Volkswagen, you are really upset and screaming to high heaven. CNN, you know, claimed to be the Rolls Royce of fairness and news and object, you know, ob objectivity, et cetera, et cetera. It's it's not even a Volkswagen. It's a little red wagon without any wheels. Uh, and uh, and you're you paid the price uh, with all your friends defending them or whatever, you know, uh, and your friends were defending them to you, it makes your friends look really bad. Don't beat up your friends. Uh, they just bought into the lies of CNN. Uh, but I don't think that body count is going to stand at five for very long. I think they've got to fumigate. Uh, and uh, God, God forbid, don't walk into CNN with a black light. Just don't do it. <laughs> but they've got to get those people out. It's Caligula. It is. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck Program.